What is up, everyone? This is Avery Smith, creator of Data Career Jumpstart and Snow Data Science. Welcome back to the Data Career Podcast, the podcast that gives you, the data enthusiasts, the tools you need to build an amazing data career, whether that's breaking into data science, landing a senior data position, or building a new data team or product. This podcast is here to help. This is episode three, and it's going to be Ask Avery session from January 27th, 2021. Welcome to the podcast. Excited to have you here. We're going to have this recording of the Ask Avery Show. It's going to be really great. I hope you guys enjoy. In terms of sales, people like to predict sales. It might be interesting with Best Buy, especially I imagine Black Friday is really big for you guys, right? Mm -hmm. So there's probably like a huge, like I bet you can find some Black Friday sales data and see like just how much Black Friday has grown. Like how, how much... Like, what is the sales difference from one weekend to Black Friday weekend versus, you know, what is the um, the sales from, uh, like last year's back Black Friday versus this year's? You could do some stuff on on Black Friday. I feel like. Actually, you know that you mentioned that. I wonder if I could find data on online sales versus in store sales and how much it changed in twenty twenty. Because I bet there'd be a lot of interest in moving forward you know, how much it's going to shift and stay shifted to online sales with all the, you know, pandemic and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That would be another good, a good, good project. So, I mean, it's hard to find those data sources. I would just mm-hmm. be checking out Maggle. Um, yeah. That's, that's my best resource. The other place you can look is uh, Google actually has a uh, database for, um, okay. what is it called? Let me see. Google data set. Uh, search engine, Google dataset search engine. So you might want to check in there. I'll only share my screen really fast. Now everyone's saying the audio is good. Thanks everyone for helping me out. Apologies for uh, being kind of lazy or not, <laughs> not being here early to get this. But like if we typed in Black Friday here, right? Let's see. Black Friday. Let's see what pops up. Some of these will be paid. Some of these will be free. So here's one from Kaggle. Um, a lot from Statistica are, are paid, um, but you might go through here and try different marketing or different sales words and, and see what can pop up. Um, yeah. Okay. So hope, does that answer that question a little bit? It does. It does help. Yeah. Because I didn't know Google had a specific data set search that you could use. I've been mainly just using Kaggle. Yeah. The Google one's good because it kind of like aggregates all the other ones. So I, mm-hmm. I recommend that one for sure. Um, what other question do you have? Do you have for me? Um yeah. Uh, so I, I think this might be an interesting one. Uh, what do you What do you wish someone would have told you when you first started working in or work working towards getting into data science? What do I wish that someone would have told me? I wish they would have told me. I don't know how fun it is to be honest. Like I, I think it's really fun. Um, I really yeah. enjoy it. Um, yeah. I I I don't know. I think it's it's a blast. So I I wish someone would have uh, maybe told me that a a bit earlier, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, other than that is it's just like you can learn so much on your own. You can learn so much through the internet. There's so many mm-hmm. awesome free resources out there that I would recommend, you know, like Kaggle. Kaggle, like you can spend years on Kaggle. Um, yeah, yeah. I have so, been spending a lot of time on Kaggle. <laughs> well, well, good. That's that's the right thing to do, 100%. All right. Uh, so one of the things I hear a lot of people talk about is, you know, how important networking is when you're looking for a job. Uh-huh. So what what advice would you give just on the subject of networking as far as like best practices or do's and don'ts for that? 
Um, I think posting on LinkedIn is like the best thing you could possibly do because like that's like where a lot of networking happens, right? And I think there's so much organic like uh, stuff at, at organic reach. Like just the fact when you post, you know, like some people post and they're like, oh yeah, I only got a hundred views. And it's like, okay, well, if you had a flyer and hundred people like paused and looked at it, you would be like pretty stoked, you know? Yeah. Or if maybe you got like 200 views and it's like, well, if you had the opportunity to get up in like a, a, a big meeting and have, you know, 200 people listen to you, um, you know, that would be awesome. Right. So yeah. I think, I think LinkedIn is like a super underutilized resource, especially for like posting. I still think there's a lot of growth there and it's really easy to do. So, you know, try posting, you know, I know you're doing 66 days of data right now mm-hmm. and you might be posting, you know, pretty often. Um, but the, the other thing is, you know, have you, have you seen benefits coming from posting every day or, or not yet? I mean, not like directly. Um, I've seen where a few of my posts have gotten, like you said, like a lot more views or a lot more reactions, which is always encouraging when, you know, see, like you said, a hundred or so. And then all of a sudden, like when your post gets 3000 views. Um, so, and then also a lot more just people connecting with me. I've noticed that has skyrocketed since I started the 66 days of data as people just all kinds of people in the data community connecting with me uh, on LinkedIn since then. Yeah, hundred percent. That's, that's what I've seen as well. Um, I mean, I posted, when I started posting on LinkedIn, I was like, I'm just going to try 60 days posting in a row. Um, and I mean, it's, it's kind of exhausting to, to do that many days in a row. Um, but, uh, I mean, it was, it's totally worth it. I just started 60 days and, and now I post every day on LinkedIn and I think the organic reach that I get is like crazy. Um, but it's such an easy thing to do, you know? You, you just type once, um, you know, once a day or maybe maybe you don't start there. Maybe you start once a week. And like you say, you see those results. It kind of becomes addicting. And you never know who you're going to meet on LinkedIn. Like the, like who you don't know who those hundred people viewing your um, profile might be. They might be like, I don't know, Trump. You know, he might be seeing it. He <laughs> might offer you whatever his next job is or yeah. it might be a recruiter. It might be someone that offers you a freelancing job. You just never know what's coming from those, those posts. So I think that's the best way to network. And I mean, eventually you might find someone that like, you know, that gives you a job, you know, and that's, I mean, that's the, the goal. That's the dream. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And those, those, I mean, that's hard. I feel like, but I mean, I've definitely seen that happen hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been, you know, getting my hopes up that I'm just suddenly going to get a message one day for a job offer, but you know, I do. I've, it's happened, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's totally how me and um, I mean, it can definitely happen for you, especially when you post projects. Um, I don't know yeah. if you remember or if you even saw, but and and by the way, the, the next person I haven't heard from, and they're not online, so I'm just gonna keep talking oh. to you until until <laughs> the uh, next person comes. Kareem, if you're watching, which I don't think you are, because it says you were active an hour ago on LinkedIn. I think we we're supposed to meet right now. Um, and let me see who's next. Let's see. We have uh, Adrian. Adrian, if you're here, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip a link to you. Um, so either if you're watching, just send me a message on LinkedIn, or you can join the Google Meet link that I sent you, and uh, hopefully I can give you the link there. But uh, we'll just keep we'll just keep talking, Derek. Um, yeah. Okay, sorry, I lost my train of thought because I was uh, I was <laughs> I was just talking. Uh, <laughs> any other questions? Like what what else? I know you had a, a whole list, and we have time, so why not? Yeah. Uh, so I know with 
confidentiality being an issue with jobs and stuff, but is there any like problems that you've dealt with in data science that were like a particularly difficult problem uh, either in your career or even just maybe one of your personal projects uh, that you could talk about a little and just kind of how you handled it and how you approached trying to solve it? Yeah, let me think. So interesting problem that I've solved in data science. Um, let me think, let me think. So, I mean, I've definitely solved some interesting ones, ones I can talk about. I did, I did, um, I'll just talk about this in general. So I, my first job as a data scientist was for a company called VaporSense. You can go check them out on my profile. Um, mm -hmm. And they actually make chemical sensor detections. Uh, sorry, chemical sensors that like detect like drugs and bombs and stuff. And I think that's pretty interesting because like I was like saving lives, right? So like mm -hmm. I gotta like play with like drugs and play with bombs and that, that <laughs> sounds bad. Don't, uh, don't report me anyone, but like, <laughs> I, I got to make algorithms that were able to identify like this is like a bomb or like this is an illegal drug or this is not an illegal drug. And so that was a really fun problem. I don't know if it was particularly challenging, but my advice in all of data science is just like um, Google, 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 Google. Like there are so <laughs> many resources on, the, on there towards data science, Kaggle. Those are like such good, um, awesome resources to have. And, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's just my advice is just Google and, and don't give up because I mean it's definitely it's definitely a lot of work, but at the same time it's it's definitely um, worth it. So I don't know if I have like a uh, like any more of a recommendation than just like search as much as you can because someone's yeah. probably done something similar and it's gonna save you a lot of time. And it's funny that you mentioned that because like I said, I've worked at Best Buy for six, seven years. And uh, I worked in Geek Squad for a while, and they kind of have a reputation as jokingly being called the Google Squad because you bring your computer into Geek Squad to, you know, get it fixed, and they basically just have to Google the problem. And it's just so it's funny that you mentioned that because that was always kind of a running joke at Best Buy when it came to the Geek Squad. Yeah, I mean, that's super true. I mean, you that's, know it. So. <laughs> you, yeah, that's you the world we live in now with uh, all the resources you have at your hand, you know, immediately and instantly. That's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm grateful for it. I, I think it's awesome. Um, okay, we've got time for one more question. I think Adrian's on my Google Meet, and I'm going to send him a link to it here. So hopefully he'll hop on StreamYard. Um, but yeah, one last question you got, Derek. And um, if, if anyone's watching, Derek, go ahead and give uh, Derek uh, a follow. He's been like really helpful, and he's posting cool things about 66 days of data right now in his data journey. So connect with him, give him a follow. Um, Derek, For sure. what, what you got? Last question. Okay, so um, do you know any, like, I guess I'm trying to think how to word this, but like the best ways to research specific types of problems that may be facing companies, like other than just Googling it? Because I've always heard that, you know, like you should do projects that will be directly related to, you know, the types of problems that those businesses are facing right now. So you can show them, hey, y'all deal with this, I can solve this. Um, do you know any best practices for maybe figuring out what that might be? Like what kind of problems they face? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm super glad you're thinking that way because that's definitely the way to think. Like that is like the, the best way to think is, uh, is by thinking about like what, what problem am I solving for this business? You know, that's definitely mm -hmm. what you want to do. Um, so I'm glad you're thinking that way. My suggestion would be like just try to put yourself in their shoes, right? Just like try mm -hmm. to be. Like thinking, if I was a C, if I was, if I, I pick a company, Tesla, 
And it's like, okay, what is Tesla? <laughs> what keeps Tesla up at night? What is stressing Tesla out? Like in the data world, what like what problem could I use data for to help them, you know, run their business better? And I mean, it's easier if you have like in, insider knowledge or domain knowledge, right? To mm -hmm. to those particular situations. Um, so yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully that answers your question. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. I got a skedaddle. Hopefully, hopefully, Hi, I in the room, but appreciate you, man. Thanks for all the, the today and all the comments. Always appreciate you. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Yeah. Talk to you later. All right. I see that Adrian is here, but has some issues with some mic. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I'll, I'll let Adrian try to figure out his mic. Oh, Adrian, is your mic fixed? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, but I don't know if you can hear me. I can hear you. And if I can hear you, I think that means other people can hear you. So, oh, now you're not here anymore. So hopefully we get that figured out. Okay. Adding you back. You keep coming in and out, but that's okay. No problem. I'm going to just take a second and reset the room if you don't mind, Adrian. Yes, so, that, that will be yeah. very appreciated. Okay, sweet. So my name is Avery Smith, everyone. You're either watching on LinkedIn, YouTube, or I got my Instagram people down below. Um, I'm doing uh, LinkedIn Live, so there's more content on YouTube and LinkedIn. If you can't see it, then there is on, uh, on Instagram. Um, someone asked, is this being recorded? And the answer is yes, this will be on my profile afterwards. And I'll probably take snippets and uh, some, of, like, some of the really good questions, like Derek just asked and uh, post them someday if I have time to do that. So anyways, if you wanna sign up for these, go to my LinkedIn. There's a post maybe two or three days ago where I dropped the link. I have the first, I do this every Wednesday from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern. And I just do 10 minutes, ask me whatever you want. And I'm excited to be talking to Adrian. Adrian, what's up? Hello, hello. Um, so uh, I, I'm good, I'm good. I just can connect with my camera to you, but I just uh, I will just use the Mac this time. No problem, man. We just, as long as we can hear you, that's all I care about. Great, great. So thank you for for having me and for uh, bring this opportunity to us to ask questions. And I'll start out by just um, uh, present you the context. So I'm from Romania. I'm I studied the uh, oil and gas bachelor. Uh, in, I studied, I studied oil and gas engineering during my bachelor. And right now I'm studying petroleum engineering in my master's degree in Denmark, in Copenhagen. And yeah, I, I had some courses in Python, uh, in, 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 in some basics. And then uh, I had the course in business analytics with some machine learning. And I discovered that I like it very much. I like to work with data to get insights for, for, from it. And right now I'm, I'm trying to get like an internship or a student assistant job or something like this in the field. So, yeah, I just wanted to ask you what um, recommendations do you have for the next three to six months on what should I focus on? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So the next three to six months, you're hoping to get an internship in, in the data yeah. sphere. Um, you're hoping that, do you, do you want it to be related to oil and gas as, as well or, or you don't care? I think... I think that will help because I also have this technical skill in this field, but uh, yeah. I'm open to any other industry. Okay. So, and, and I guess how much, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking at your, uh, the notes that you sent me. You've taken some courses on Python. Um, yes. Like, would you feel comfortable? Like if you took, for instance, you know, you're in manufacturing, right? Cause oil and gas. So if you had like process data, like maybe a temperature against time, could you create a graph 
in like say like matplotlib using using python is it that about where you're at or um would you say you're more competent than that or less competent where are you at in that stage i am a bit more competent than that i worked on some projects to build some uh, machine learning algorithms in order okay. to find some correlations i took Perfect. some data from online yeah i'm i'm that's okay. a techie guy i like to teach myself sometimes okay awesome so let me ask you this do you have like um, and I'm looking at your LinkedIn too. Um, okay. Do you have like a project that you've done, you know, that like you can't like maybe not a work project cause those are like secret or whatever, but do you have some sort of a project that you've done previously that like maybe from one of these courses that you've done or maybe learning online that like shows off your Python skills? Uh, yes, I have some, but I didn't work only myself because we were a team, but yeah, I worked a lot on, on a project. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Now, let me ask you this. If I want to see that project, how do I see that project? Yeah, good question. I didn't put it on my LinkedIn or <laughs> something. <laughs> well, 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 no problem. But like, I, I, I think, I mean, if you followed my posts, um, I'm a big fan yeah. in, in personal projects. I think personal projects are the secret to getting jobs in, in data science and analytics. Um, yeah. Because it's like, it's like physical proof that you know how to do what you say you know how to do, right? It's like, it's one thing to say, you know, machine learning and Python on your resume. Sure. But it's like another thing to like show someone, hey, look, this is something I did in Python using machine learning. And I mean, it's totally fine if it's a school project or if it was like a course project and you did it with someone else. I just quickly opened up, whoa, sorry, I opened up the uh, Yeah, thing. no problem. Well, I think it's the wrong, hold on. Let me try that one more time. Is that the wrong screen? Let's try, um, yeah. Uh, how do I change stop screen, share screen? Sorry guys, I'm still learning. There we go, different screen. There we go. So this is this is my portfolio and I'm not saying make this, mine's not perfect either, but um, these are some projects that I've done previously. And yes. so for instance, um, this one right here, Utah Jazz Shot Analysis. This is one I did for uh, for sports, right? Um, yeah. And I'm um, sorry, I'm going to flash this, uh, this thing up, this comment. Is Caden my favorite sibling? My brother-in-law is watching on YouTube. So I just have to say hey to Caden. <laughs> um, nice. But um, so this, this one I did for the Utah Jazz, that was, a, that was a school project. And I did it with two other guys. And I mean, if you click on it, um, it says their names somewhere up here, right here. You know, final submission. These are the three guys mm -hmm. I did it with. Um, but this is like, even if, even like you said, like you did a big chunk of it and I did a big chunk of this. And it's like physical evidence that if I like wanted to go in a, to an MBA job, I'd be like, hey, look, guys, like I've done something previously that like is somewhat relevant to what you do. Kind of what Derek talked about last time is like, you know, what like if you want a job in oil and gas in data, solve a problem that that company may have. So, for instance, in oil and gas, you might be interested in like trying to find, are you an upstream or downstream? I, it's not I'm, as I, I, I'm in upstream and right now the thesis will be in drilling and programming. I will use machine learning to extract some data. So oh. I'm starting something, but oh, awesome. uh, I also want to make something in my spare time. So do I have any recommendation of a, of a, of a project that will grow my skills, for example? Um, okay, so I'm a big fan of, of I mean, so I, I like any sort of prediction thing using machine learning. Um, yeah. In manufacturing, I did a lot of a lot of something called um, fault detection. So being able yeah. to detect when something goes wrong 
in a big, I, I was in downstream. So I did a lot of like refining. So it's like, I how see. can you predict something goes wrong when in the downstream? And so I have this right here. You can go to my site. Um, yes, I would check pick it out. though. Yeah, check out fault detection on big data. So this is something I did with like a downstream. With, you're just basically like looking at a bunch of sensors and trying to see when something goes wrong. Um, so that's one thing you look at, like process. Another thing you look at is process control. So, you know, controlling, uh, like if you do PID, you could use machine learning to, to tune your parameters better. Um, that's another one. Another one is like, if you have, uh, I know one I learned about in school a lot, just like from a, like a physics perspective is like yes. sludging prediction and asphalt team deposition. So you could probably do something, um, like that. Um, the other resource I would tell you, sorry, I'm kind of overloading with information is I think no problem. <laughs> I think <laughs> SPE just came out with a data science section now. Yeah. So pubs.spe.org. Oh, I'm part of SPE. So I will, I will check it. I didn't know about this one. <laughs> yeah. I just learned about this recently too. And I haven't looked at it to be honest too much. Um, but you might find some, I don't know what, how much stuff is on here, but like, I don't know. Here's some sort of Monte Carlo integration mm. in Python. Um, another another really good thing is just like visualization of oil wells and oil fields. So that kind of looks like one here. That could be interesting. Um, so I mean, those are a couple topics. Um, if you want to expand your like your data science capabilities, um, yes. like have you have you ever used Scikit-Learn? Is that some of the machine learning you've done? Uh. Oh, can you repeat, sorry? It's called Scikit-Learn, SK-Learn. Yes, 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 yes. I use okay. it. I use it. What about, uh, what about like TensorFlow? Have you ever done that before? Yes, I did, but not that much. Just okay. at the beginning. Me, me neither. Kidding. I'm not great at it either. So that, I mean, <laughs> deep learning is a great place like to, to get ahead of the game. Like, I think that's a great place that like I'm not very good at. And so if you want to surpass me, and I'm sure you will one day, Adrian, like deep learning and just mastering TensorFlow could be really cool. Um, the last option I'll give you is I really like this thing called, um, called dash from Plotly and you make like web apps. So actually, actually check this out, dash Plotly oil and gas. And there's actually a demo one from like New York oil and gas. This is like a demo, uh, plot. And I think someone, the next person just joined the meeting. Let me, let me check here. Uh, how do I I think this is the time? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Give me, give me. We got we got like one more minute or something like that. Check Thanks. out this oil and gas thing right here. And yes. this is like a web application that like displays oil and gas information. So you can like, it's like interactive and it like will change this graph and you can zoom in on this graph. So there's no like machine learning here, but there's like data viz basically. And yeah. uh, this is killer. I think this is this is the future um, of, of dashboards. I, I'm a really big fan. So you can you can check that one out as well. Okay, thank you. You gave me so many ideas. Okay, I'll, I'll have to, now I have to focus on one and do at least one at one time, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe not a great idea to get uh, started on all of them at once, but I mean, go back and re-listen to this uh, spot fire yes. of crap that I just told you because I know I just told you a lot. And um, hopefully hopefully it's useful. <laughs> yeah, it's very useful. Thank you very much. It's, okay, it's man. Good to talk to you. And I uh, hope you have a good night or good morning wherever you're at. And I'm going to Good send... night. Good night. Thank you. You too. You too. Have a okay, good day. Okay, man. Pre, I'm going to send you this link to StreamYard. Okay. Can you click that? How can we leverage visualizations? Um, and I'm sorry if I 
if I copied that wrong. How can we, um, um, let's see. How can we leverage the visualizations for text data? That's a great question, Manpreet. I'm not great. And Manpreet, while I'm asking this, feel free to respond in the private chat and I'll just read your answer. Um, so visualization in text is pretty interesting. Um, I think one thing that's um, interesting was uh, Twitter portraits, which hopefully um, if you guys have been on my channel, you've seen before. Um, I'm going to try to find that, have that pull up. Let's see. And Manpreet, I think I can hear you again. Yeah, I hear someone at least. Um, okay, so uh, one way is just like word clouds. Um, so word clouds are like basically where you take a, a text and you make the biggest word correspond with the amount of times that word was used. So in this word cloud right here, in the top left, knowledge was used the most, right? So this is, this is one of the, the more basic ways to do um, uh, text analysis via data visualization. And you can put these into shapes. Like for instance, this is a butterfly. Um, so I've done, in the past, I've done portraits of people with their Twitter account, basically looking at what words they use the most for tweets. The other way you can do is like, let's see if I can find one word, cloud, or no word, um, network graph. Let's see what I get here. Ah, okay, here's another one, is these network graphs. Oh wait, I think I clicked back on my mouse on accident. All right, let's pull up this one. So this one will show, and I'm sorry if it's not big enough, I'll try to blow it up. Um, this will show like how different words like relate to each other. So like for instance, this is like almost like clustering um, where, you know, if you see the word Russia, the word travel is used. If you see Russia and travel, then the word agency is used or tips. And so you can kind of see how these different terms, you know, relate to each other. Um, like for instance, Russia and Soviet go together well, and so does, it looks like connects to Petersburg and woman, Soviet woman people are looking at. So um, those would be my two suggestions for doing text analysis uh, in, vi in visualization. Okay, Manpreet says, but how can we use it more effectively to understand data and do analysis? and have clear idea about data. Okay, so let me throw that in a banner. Um, edit the banner, just so people can see the question, and save. Um, okay, and I'm gonna have that pop up in a second. So, ah, that's tough. I think the number one thing is looking at, um, you wanna look at frequency is the number one thing. And then the second thing behind frequency so that, that's how often the word is used, right? And then the next thing is uh, association, which is, which is, you know, what words are usually associated with what words. And so a lot of the time, I'll end up using this library in Python, NLTK, Python. Okay, um, so that's called the Natural Language Toolkit. And natural language is basically text analysis machine learning. Um, and I haven't been on this website in a little bit, so let's just click on it and see what's up. Um, but it'll help, help show you how to get started in Python. Let me see if it has an example. So you can, you can do things like search text. So in this case, they've, uh, they've pulled the book Moby Dick. And you can say, find me every time it uses the word monstrous. And it lets you show, show every phrase where monstrous was used. Sorry, I'll pull that up so you guys can see it. And let's zoom in. So I think if you're looking for specific words, this is a great way to do it. Um, you can also do things 
like words that are similar to that specific word. Um, so this is pulling the similar words to monstrous, right? Um, you can do, um, I'm not actually sure what this one is. We'd have to read that. This is one of my favorite things, actually, Manpreet. This is called uh, a dispersion plot, and it shows you each time that word was used. So each time the word citizens was used, it makes a little dash. And so you can see that, like, for instance, freedom and America were both talked a lot about at the end of the book, but duties was talked more about the beginning of the book. So those are like specific words and some ways you can try to understand. But, but most of the time, I would say counting the vocabulary. So right here, like the frequency, what words are used the most. And then secondarily, what words are used the most in accordance with another word? Like what is, what is the relation, you know? I think, I think those are the interesting things. Um, hopefully, hopefully that answers your question. Um, do you, do you, does, you can type in the chat, <laughs> sorry, if it answers your question or not. And I think we have time for, for one more question. I'm gonna log into the, the other chat here. Let's see, make it just on me. Um, um, but uh, if you have one more question, we'll try to take it. Let's see if I can get into the other calendar here. How do how effectively research communities? Oh, communities using visualization. Oh, that's hard. I would try to see like what people like what words those people are saying. I guess um, that's hard. I'm honestly not great at NLP. Um, so I don't, I won't pretend like I know, you know, the full answer. I would try to see, once again, I don't mean to be like a broken record, but I think frequency is, is really interesting. Um, so I would, I would check that out. Um, and, and association, frequency and association. Sorry if I didn't answer the question. Hopefully that helps. I got to turn it over to Raul now, but man, pre appreciate you. Thanks for all the messages on LinkedIn. And I'm sorry the audio didn't work out. Well, we'll, we'll get it right next time. Um, Raul, let me get you an invite here. Copy the clipboard. Let me message this to you. I'll do better at this in the future. Can you meet me on StreamYard? Okay. So as um, Raul's coming in, appreciate Manpreet. Um, if you're just joining, I actually can't even tell how many people are watching or who's watching. Um, we're going to add Raul to... Uh, Streamyard here in a second. Um, I know I saw a comment here from El Hassan. How can I join? And uh, the way you join is you sign up here. Derek, appreciate you um, posting that link there. Um, you go to my website, calendly.com/snowdata-science/askavery and find a slot. I have till February 22nd, I think, scheduled for uh, Wednesdays at this time. So with that, we're going to bring uh, Raul and. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Avery. Thanks for uh, the space. Really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I uh, appreciate you being here and sorry for the uh, confusing uh, invite and stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm still learning. So what can I help you with, man? What's on your mind? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I, I've recently taken on the challenge of, of starting out the you know entire data and analytics uh, initiative from the ground up in a in a small uh, mortgage lending firm. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's it's a really big task. You know, there's nothing, I, I'm, I'm the, the first data science hire and I'm a data scientist, but uh, I got there and there's like no no, no data infrastructure, no uh, dashboards or anything. So, yeah, so, so I have to basically become the data engineer as well. 
yeah so my question for you was uh if you if you had to start up uh you know data engineering and data science from scratch in a small to medium company uh how would you do it how what, what would you be your priorities uh do you have it something mapped out in your head yeah well i'm flattered that you think that i know the answer because i'm an idiot and i definitely don't but i'll, I'll give you i'll give you a spitball of, of my thoughts and it maybe it'll be helpful and and lead you down the uh the right path sorry i, I was standing and now i got tired so i'm gonna sit down <laughs> um so if i was building from scratch what would i do well, first, I'll acknowledgedly say that I am a uh, poor data engineer. I would never claim to be that great of a, of a data engineer. So I'm not probably that helpful there. Do they have like databases set up at all? We, we do have like uh, some databases like on-prem. Uh -huh. uh, not they're, they're not yet in the cloud, but they're basically silos, you know? So, okay. so I have to uh, design the architecture that we're going to use to actually get the data in cloud and uh, centralize it. Okay, and and that's important because there's a lot of value in combining the silo data sources. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so so what I see that's really challenging is that um, so so like the data engineering side is uh, in charge of making the data usable, and the data science part is uh, in charge of making the data useful. Yeah. So. So, so the data engineers, um, you know, but, like but you're doing both, right? Sorry, you you have to do both of the data science and the data engineering. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the data scientist, and I have to also do the data engineering part. Like, uh, eventually, I'll get some a, a team a team going, but right now it's just me. So, so, so yeah. Like the, the value that I have to deliver for the company, it can't be just you know like a data lake because that that really doesn't add any value to anybody. It doesn't improve decision making or or you know power our products with machine learning or anything. So I have to uh, deliver to the end of the spectrum to actually you know get something in production like a dashboard or or a model. So yeah. Yeah. So I, if I understand you right, because I mean. I mean, you're right that if you just like aggregate the data together, that alone without doing anything else is kind of useless. So yeah. you want to focus on providing value. Um, and are, like you might be under pressure to get to provide value quickly too. Um, right. So let me ask you this. Is there any quick wins that wouldn't require an aggregated database? Like, like are there, uh, there, are there like quick wins where you could just use one, one database to you know, make a some sort of machine learning algorithm or some sort of solution before you make the data lake, because because the data architecture to make a data lake, you know, that's that's time intensive, and time is money, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a trade off because that's also investing in your future. Because once you make that, you're going to be able to do a lot more things. You're going to be able to pull the value of the data being together, but it's also value down down the line. So, is there like a happy medium where you can be, you know, spending you know, 20 hours a week on the long-term solution of, you know, making the data lake and then maybe 20 hours a week you're working on, you know, a, a use case that maybe isn't going to be perfected yet, but at least it's going to provide immediate value to that company or to the company while they're yeah. waiting for the database. Is that an option or, or, or do you, is it more complicated than that? I think, I think I have identified a, a couple of use cases that actually, um, 
only require like data uh, only only need a one single data source and so so that thing makes things really easy uh, in terms of getting the data you need for training a machine learning model because otherwise I would have to you know connect to all the different data sources and find out how they join together and it's 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 I would spend usually you spend like 80 percent of the time getting the data and getting the data yeah. clean in this case with having the data all, all uh, everywhere uh, it would take 99% of the time you know the in the effort so I do I do think uh, there's a couple of use cases one for a machine learning algorithm and another one for more um, you know experimentation a b testing kind of stuff uh, I, I think that I think those can be uh, really useful but yeah yeah um, I think that's good and I think if you can find like the happy medium because I'm all about providing value. I think data science is useless if it doesn't provide value. It can be fun for me, but like you're trying to solve business problems at the end of the day. And I mean, there's, there's a trade-off between, okay, well, this is going to provide value, you know, years down the road, but you want to also provide value like now. Um, Derek, Derek says, my first priority would be a sales pitch for why they should hire you a full-time team or at least a data engineer to work with. Um, and that's, that's a little bit of my, my, my thought too. Um, I don't know your yeah. background, okay? But if I was in your shoes, and I'll, I have your LinkedIn profile, so maybe I'll quickly scan over uh, a little bit. But, um, oh, yeah, it looks like you actuary science. Is that your degree? Yeah. Okay, so you're like, you're like a stats and like models guy then. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat where I don't come from like a CS background or like a data engineering or like a computer engineering background. I'm like a models guy too. And I'm telling you, I can do data engineering, but I'm not great at it. And I mean, you might be the world's best at it. I really don't know. But I've seen, you know, problems um, having like when you're trying to have someone do a job that they're not supposed to do, like maybe you can contract out the data engineering to start, you know, because I mean, I don't like I said, I don't know your full experience. Maybe you're the world's best data architect. But if you're like me and you're like, actually, oh, no, I'm good at machine learning. I'm good at modeling. Maybe it's worth you know, contracting out the data architecture. I don't know if that's, that's possible, yeah. but I mean, it's, I think it's really hard to expect a full stack data scientist. I mean, that's technically the unicorn, right? To have like a data scientist that can do everything from the back end to the front end to the, the middle part of the actual modeling. It's very rare that those occur. Um, and I mean, you, you might be it. Um, and sometimes I fake like I am, but um, I've yeah. seen benefits from, you know, kind of delegating. So I don't know if that's possible, but but that might be an idea too. Awesome, yeah, that, that's really helpful. I'm I'm actually I am working on the pitch to get a team hired or some consulting. So so yeah, I think I think I've confirmed uh, many of my ideas to move forward. Yeah, well, I hope I hope you get it. Um, you can you can pitch to them that uh, that uh, I want you to get a team. I don't think I carry any weight though, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I added to my pitch. I'll, I'll write. I'll write you a letter and say some random guy on LinkedIn was like, "Hey, uh, we need a data a data team." So anything um, helps at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, awesome, Raul. If you have any more questions, send me a message or something. We'll do this again. Appreciate sure. you and everyone. Give Raul a follow. Seems like he's a great guy to follow and has a lot of experience. Probably knows more than me. So uh, give him a follow, guys. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Right. Talk to you later, Derek. I um, am throwing you a link, hold on here. Can you join here?
And let me make sure that you can hear me. Let's see. I'm going to unmute myself here. Derek, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Do you see that link I sent you in the chat? Did that pop up? Yeah, it's it's just StreamYard, but it's very similar to this, and no one could hear me on on Google Meet. So my apologies, but if you can get logged in there, that would be helpful. Okay, let me see if I see you over here. Hold on. Um, yes. Add your name. Oh, yep, I see you now. Okay, perfect. I'm going to hang up on the Google Meet, and we'll talk here. Okay. All right, everyone. Welcome, Derek. Derek, what's good? How you doing? Hey, yeah, thanks, team. How you doing? Yeah, doing good. Just chilling on a Wednesday night, trying to answer some questions. Um, what can I help you with, sir? Uh, you're putting me on the spot here, huh? <laughs> what What questions do you have for me? Um, I I was, yeah. Is it my turn, right? You said. Yeah, go ahead. Your turn. Um, I really was wondering about, um, I guess, how your your freelance efforts and how kind of you uh, adapted from. Looks like you were at Exxon Mobil, and I I'd seen the stock price go up and down based on the you know the demand of the oil and all that, and then you kind of were doing freelance work, and I kind of wanted to know how that how that was going with your personal life, but also also with your uh, path and doing so, you know, and how you got those connections. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I was actually pretty lucky um, in the fact that uh, I worked for a small company um, when I was in college where I was a data scientist. And I um, I loved that company. I talked about it earlier. It's called VaporSense. I did, uh, I did machine learning there for detecting uh, drugs and for bombs with their devices, it was really fun, and uh, I really liked I really liked a lot of things about it. It was hard to leave, and so when I graduated and I went to go work for Exxon Mobil, um, I finished up my my projects there. Um, but then about a month later, they're like, "Hey, we have some more work. Can we hire you as a contractor to do some work?" And I was like, "Sure, yeah, absolutely." So I started contracting with them and uh, doing like freelance. Just it was what my job was, you know. I was just doing it on the the side now um sure. but i was getting paid for it um which was awesome and it was i mean it was good practice and it was good money so i was like why not i'll do that so i did that for uh about till the project was done for a couple months um and then early in 2020 i was like hey that was pretty fun you know maybe i could make some some income on the on the weekends and have some fun projects um and so i actually started all of my freelancing on freelancing websites like upwork and fiverr um, so I'd meet connections online, um, and you know, uh, they'd either post jobs and I would apply for them or they'd look at my profile and think I was interesting and send a message to me and be like, Hey, I have this project in mind. Um, and, and I mean, now, I mean, that's basically what I do full time is, is I, you know, I'm, I'm basically a contractor or a consultant 24 seven. And so now it's to the point where if I don't like find clients and I don't do actual work for them, you know, I don't eat dinner. So um, that's been my experience. It's been fun. Uh, it's definitely hard on work-life balance, um, but it, it, it's rewarding. And I obviously thought it was it was worth it for sure. Oh, I love the dog, man. That's awesome. Oh, I lost you. Hold on. You're on. You're on. Let me see if I can unmute oh, you. There you yeah, go. Yeah, he's my he's my buddy down here. He's my sidekick. You know. That's awesome. I got mine. Let me show you mine. Ready? She's right there. 
Oh, there we go. Yeah. We're twinners, man. So, so I, I'm just impressed with the, um, I guess your, your path there. And I think it'd be good to know kind of what kind of uh, projects you worked on initially, I guess, with your, you know, was the data clean, like, or what, uh, what kind of data sets were, were they? Well, I mean, it's, it varies from, for project to project for me, for sure. Um, like I was just talking about Raul, the dream is to be the full stack data scientist. You know, I mean, that's what everyone wants, but it's so hard. And, and there's actually probably maybe the dream is just getting good at one thing. Um, but I'm such a generalist that I've, I've really just trying to learn everything. And I mean, it probably bites me in the butt sometimes. Um, but I have a lot of dashboard projects. I've had a lot of machine learning projects. Um, I've had some data cleaning and like data sourcing projects. So it really just depends. But if you ever get, get into it, I would say, start with what you know best. I mean, you definitely don't want to, like, if you're like never done machine learning and you're like, oh, I'm going to freelance machine learning. Don't do that. Like whatever you've done in the past, just try to replicate that on the side. That would be my advice. Yeah. Or where, where have you found the most value added, I guess, from your projects? Are you you doing like Corona data uh, for doctors or are you doing diabetes data or what are, like more specifics you've done. So like specific industries, um, I've done stuff for professors. Like I've done a lot of dashboards and web apps. So like making almost like making websites, but they're like very data centric. Um, okay. So I've done a lot of dashboards for small businesses, done a lot of dashboards. I've done a dashboard for a professor. I did some statistics for a doctor once they like implemented new like employee policies and they wanted to see if like, uh, like patient wait time had decreased. Um, so yeah, those are, those are a couple of projects, but I mean, it might be wise of me to actually specialize in like an industry as well. Um, but I, I haven't done that. I just, I just got a marketing project, um, today. So lots okay. of different things. Like stock, have you done stock prices or that type of cool thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, my dad actually, um, has been in the stock market his whole life. So, I mean, I've done a lot of stocks, machine learning with stocks before. Um, yeah. so my dad managed a hedge fund for a while. Um, and now he does some algo trading. So if you actually go to my, my website, averysmith.podia.com, and let's see, go scroll down to courses. I actually have this course coming out pretty soon called Predict the Stock Market with Python. So that's going to be free. Um, actually, it doesn't even say that, but I should say it's free. Um, and you can click view course. And I'm about 75% done shooting it, but you can watch the promo video and sign up for, for news updates on the course. But I'm... I'm to the point where I have all the data. I just need to actually do the machine learning uh, shooting of it, like the sure. video. So yeah, definitely check that out. It's going to be a fun course. And I mean, it's going to be free. So like you basically lose nothing by signing up. <laughs> What's your website? I have your portfolio up. I don't have your other. Yeah, let me, let me drop that. Um, it is, let me show it one more time for everyone. And I'll throw it in the, um, I'll throw it in the, as a banner ad too. Um, Let's see. Edit. It is averysmith.podia.com. Podia is just like the um, company that hosts it. I'm thinking about doing a, a custom URL, like that's not as confusing. Albeit, this isn't too confusing, but like Avery averysmith.com. You know, I own yeah. Avery J. Smith, and I don't know. I just can't figure out what I want to call it yet. If I want to call it like Snow Data Education. So actually, if you're listening and you're in the comments. Guys, I really need a name suggestion. So feel free to hit me up with one if you got one, because I don't, I don't know what to call it yet. But that's that's the link to uh, my course website. Cool. 
Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, thanks for your info. I mean, of course, I've, uh, I really got to spend more time looking at all your other, you know, data. You did, you got a lot of stuff. And is this all in Tableau, or is it, or what is your main uh, program? Uh, I use I use Python for for most of what I do. So if you're looking at my um, portfolio, let me see if I can pull that up. Most of that is in um, let me see. Most of that is in Python. There's a good chunk of it that's in uh, other tools. Um, so this is in Google Data Studio. This is in Jump. This was in MATLAB. This was in Python. This was in MATLAB. This was in Jump. This was in something called Flourish, Google Data Studio, Python, 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 Jump. So mostly Jump, Python, and Google Data Studio. Google Data Studio is really good for visualization because it's free and, and dropping drag and drop. So it's pretty good. Is it? Is that? Um, will you use for? Is that different than Colabs? Oh yeah. So Colab. So Google has, yeah, basically two products. Colab is their like Python uh, solution that's in the browser. Pretty sweet. You can do Python in the browser. Google Data Studio is like similar to Tableau and Power BI, just Google's version of it. Um, it's definitely not as good as Tableau and stuff, but um, that's, yeah. Is that's it uh, open source? Yeah, it's free. Just go to just Google google data studio and it's okay. drag and drop in the browser very similar to, to power bi sure yeah well, yeah all taking right up all time? what sorry am i taking up all your time no you you got you don't you got one more you want one more question and then i gotta hop off to a, a personal call but you got one more question if you want it sure well i'll want to save it for another day and I'll, and I'll send you a message or something you know okay okay man sounds good um yeah, with thank that you yeah yeah, thanks for hopping on. Appreciate you. Um, yep. we'll, we'll talk later, Derek. Yep, thanks, Avery. All right, with that, we are at the end of the first Ask Avery session where you guys can ask me whatever you want for 10 minutes. We went through six people, and I hope you guys had a great time. I hope it was useful. This will be saved on my page and posts. This will be on my YouTube. Um, if you guys don't follow me on YouTube, go give me a follow. Avery Smith, Data Scientist. Search that, and you should find me. Um, I do want to pitch just one last thing before I hop off. I'm about to go into a coaching call, a one-on-one -on -one coaching call um, with someone. So these are like longer sessions than the Ask Avery sessions. These are 45 minutes. They're private, not recorded, not live streamed. If you like, if you want to like talk to me and ask me and like get my attention for 45 minutes, this is the way to do it. It's only 50 bucks. That's like half of what I charge usually for freelancing. So I'm trying to help you guys out. It might seem expensive, but it's it's expensive for me, kind of. <laughs> so I'd love to help you. Also, I'm really excited about my boot camp that's coming up. Give that a follow. Check it out. Um, and yeah, I'll be back next Wednesday. Appreciate all you guys. Hope you guys have a great evening or a great morning, wherever you're at. Sign up for these every Wednesday, pretty much, 6.30, 7.30. I got to go hop on a, a, a coaching call. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, coaching calls, best way. I'm going to give you my best advice. And uh, yeah, thanks guys. Thanks everyone that joined and see you later. Bye-bye.